0: This week, we'll be talking about Nintendo is shutting down Smash World Tour and Panda Burns. HBO's second Last of Us trailer and poster causes a stir. Nintendo admits Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has bugs and it's not the ones you can battle with. This week, in what we've been playing, we're talking about the Callisto Protocol, Need for Speed Unbound, God of War Ragnarok, all this and more on Season 6, Episode 47 of Press X to Start podcast. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, aka Sex
1: of
0: AKA Hot Blade Cancel. That's why I am on God of War. I've nicknamed myself that. Uh, who else is here? I am Sean M. F. Ross. What the MF stand for? Hmm. Oh, I see what he did there. I get it. I haven't beat the game, but I get it, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who else is here? We got Jordan, aka JXBot, aka Rydell's number one carrier boy. Oh, I also get that because I
0: saw two hours worth of gameplay from that game. <laughs> I'm in the know today. And last up, we have that's Avery for all the people who are listening to this. And in case you ain't know, Press XR Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest gaming news, review the biggest games, and give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. I have a smudge on my glasses and it's very annoying. I'm about to go raw with the eyes, guys.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> our goal is to explain the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. On YouTube, as I said earlier, our gaming news breakout on Tuesday, you get the What We've Been Playing on Thursday, and the whole thing is a podcast on Friday. Yes. So Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Make sure you check all those things. Uh, if you are listening, please do us a solid and leave us a review. If you are watching, please do us another solid and like the podcast, or like the video, subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell. You know, I stumbled through that, but I, I got there at the end. So just just support us because we need support and because our legs are wobbly, guys. It's very wobbly. Um, with that being said, and you are holding us up, you can also join us in our conversations by joining our discord at press two start.com slash discord. OK. Now that's all been taken care of, you know what to do. We can finally get into this. So let us jump into the gaming news. What's up, Avery? Let us know what's happening in the the wide world of gaming.
2: Okay, so our first story is a series of stories of, I want to say, escalating severity. So our first story is from Kotaku.com. This is from Luke Plunkett. Nintendo shuts down Smash World Tour organizers losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. So over the last week, well, the weekend of Thanksgiving, I, I believe the, in the dead of night, uh, Nintendo press release, pretty much saying, hey, we're canceling all our global agreements with Smash Brothers. And uh, it's back to the old persona non grata that when it comes to us having any connection to the very grassroots Smash Brothers community, there was a story that we, um, I'm not even sure how long ago it was, but it was talked about long ago that a group called Panda Global, which I believe is an esports org that's really deep into uh, production, and things like that, sort of like a Pittsburgh Knights or, or a, a T1. We're saying, hey, we're gonna throw a Smash World tour. We got Nintendo's, we're partnering with Nintendo. It's gonna be promoted, it's gonna be its own thing. So that was sort of big and, big and tall of it all, in which, okay, so Nintendo just shut down this thing. Now, esports are a fickle thing, like as great as it is as a thing to get into. It is a very top heavy market there literally is no money in esports at the bottom level and getting at the top it just depends on your level of esports you're going to get so for the smash brothers community especially the smash brothers melee community who has been holding on to dear life to a game that nintendo hasn't supported in over a decade and yeah. it, as far as nintendo would prefer they would prefer it to not exist as the smash brothers in the ether and Melee smash- was
0: too competitive for nintendo's liking so
2: I don't even think it's that but they want. I, I I do recognize that the next game, uh, brawl added brawl. some more casual things, but I ultimately don't think when you say competitive, you're like, oh, competitive scene. But I don't think I think that's true. I just think Nintendo as an organization isn't really into esports as a whole.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. I I mean I, I mean uh, in terms of like Sakurai saying like yeah.
2: Nintendo. He didn't want it to be I
3: hyper-competitive.
2: Yeah, I, I, I get that, but I'm talking about the disconnect the disconnect between Melee and Nintendo is less that they see this too competitive. It's more like as the Smash Builders brand, we would prefer to move on.
0: Yeah, and they're modding at Melee a lot, too, and don't like Well, that's
2: either, another issue. So. But So, like, yeah. so the, the main conceit of this is that they've canceled this, and the Smash Builders group up in arms. This isn't the first time they've done this. This is the only first time that they've had a written agreement which was a Smash Brothers organizer, and then pulled the plug, and Smash Brothers, which is a grassroots, is, uh, well, they're up in arms about this entire matter, and rightly so, a lot of people are saying, hey, just boycott all Nintendo, we're, we're, like, ignoring the fact that we all play Nintendo games for a living, we're not playing any other Nintendo games <laughs> whatsoever, we're just straight on boycott, so there's more uh information in regards to this that i want to get to this is a second story from Kotaku by levi winslow nintendo says it cares about smash Brothers fans as tournament dispute continues so they they canceled it with like sort of a vague thing about why they canceled it they had to come out with an explanation for why they canceled it which pretty much comes down to like some weird things like uh like uh safety and practices stuff yada, yada yada That's ignoring that uh, about two, three weeks prior, Ludwig had a big Smash tournament, as far as I can tell, in person for Melee and Ultimate. No one had any issues. So that's a thing. So what I want to talk about now is that behind all this, I mentioned Panda Global. Apparently, the CEO of Panda Global wanted to take control of the entire Super Smash Brothers scene as a whole. He wanted full broadcasting rights on all things. He wanted every tournament to run through their own events. So he had been working behind the scenes, contacting uh, TOs and uh, organizers about, hey, you should be brought into the Panel World Cup. We want broadcasting rights and like that. And he may or may not have been threatening, hey, if you don't agree to this, you might get heat from Nintendo. So there's an arc. Wow. So the long and short of this all is that there are two realities to this situation. There's the, this cancellation of all of this was brought on by... Nintendo seeing bad faith within the uh, the community in that, hey, we've contacted this person, a reputable source, to partner with us to promote Smash Bros. tournaments. This person has been using us and our name to essentially try and stranglehold the Smash of the scene, so we're just going to pull out. That's one. The other point of view is that it's just Nintendo being Nintendo. They've never had a strong view on esports, especially esports that... because uh, like, we, we're not mean
3: eSports, mo- I'd just say content creation in general.
2: Yeah, Nintendo, no, I was I was trying to get to a point. I think Nintendo has a big thing about their IP and controlling their IP and having full control yeah. of their IP and a lot of eSports and essentially content creation in general is all about taking an IP and changing it. I think one of the reasons why they don't like uh, Melee is that Melee is not an online game. To play that game online, we have to heavily mob that shit and not play on, really on a Nintendo console. So like, right. they're not about that. Yeah. Uh, and then... The third story, this is from Event Hubs. Uh, Over 80% of Panda Global's sponsored fighting game team appears to have resigned so far. So this leads to the whole Panda working in the background to sort of undermine things. And that a lot of people, including event staff, uh, people who actually work in the organization, signed players have all pretty much said, we're resigning from Panda. And in a world where esports is like, Getting signed is the, is the bag because, once again, being unsigned in FA and eSports is, like, rough in these seats, especially when you're playing fighting games. Like, that's a big thing. Another thing is that a big consequence of all this is that Smash Bros. events are still going to be happening. They're just not going to be sponsored by Nintendo. And it, people have pretty much in the community realized that Nintendo will come after you uh, legally if you start trying to promote their stuff. So it's become not a cost-effective thing. Tournaments are still yeah. going on, back to the old grassroots thing. Uh, A lot of Smash Brothers competitors have certainly pulled out of all Panda events and pretty much said we're not playing any Panda tournaments at all. So as an organization, Panda is in shambles. I want to point out, I'm not the most uh, concise when it comes to being in-depth with the Smash scene. So if you want a better, this is going to be a weird plug, but stick with me. If you want a better and more concise look on this, uh, I mentioned Ludwig. He has a YouTube channel called Mogul Mail. He does a better breakdown of his entire event as someone who's in the community uh, to give you a more concise information from especially the Smash scenes uh, side. He's also doing a thing where one of the big things at the top was when they canceled all these Smash events, the big World Cup sort of the Smash event got canceled and they invested so much money into it. It was like weeks away. Uh, he's throwing a, I guess, replacement tournament sometime around the same time. So for at least a small group of the people who are going to be a part of that can get a chance to compete and things like that. So, like, if you're interested in Smash Bros. content and are, I guess, affected by this weird nebulous area that Smash is as a theme, he's doing his best to create another lifeline for that. So, yeah.
0: This is... This is a lot, (laughs) Yeah, Like, this is a lot in such a short time, and it's, it's... It's one of those things where it's just Nintendo... I mean, you can say, like, it's Nintendo being Nintendo, but we don't really know if Panda was really just kind of speaking shade in their ear to get them to uh, drop the the I whole think, Smash yeah. World Cup. Yeah, I may World have World Tour, yeah.
2: forgot the detail in that the cancellation of all these events includes Panda's events as well. Like Panda lost their brand deal, so whatever they were oh. doing, it's also affected oh, them. It backfired. So, them. Oh, so like, okay. I can't necessarily say, "Oh, it's Panda being Panda," because yeah. there is more credence to Nintendo being Nintendo in this.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that changes a lot of stuff. It, it, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that. Well, that just sucks entirely. Then, um, yeah. I don't. It's a shame because you know, as you were saying, Avery, like you know, melee is, for lack of better words, just a defunct property where you can the dead. Well, it's it's a
2: dead product and frankly a dead eSport that's been on life support for it's,
0: yeah years. Yeah, and like. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, people can just throw their own stuff and hope that Nintendo doesn't come after them. Even Nintendo will be most likely coming after them. But, but that's, the interesting, yeah, man, the, yeah, that's the
2: interesting thing about the Ludwig thing. He's pretty much in yeah. the Mogul Mel talking about. He threatens Nintendo and said, come at me, bro. Because essentially, if they go after <laughs> Ludwig, one of the biggest streamers on YouTube, that's a conversation they can't keep quiet. That's a conversation yeah. I don't think they want to have.
0: That's, that's a good point. That, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo might send uh, Mario personally to his house. Stomp on him. But yeah, that I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see what comes of this. You know, I doubt Nintendo is going to change their mind or their stance on this. And nothing will probably nothing positive will probably come from this, other than yeah, other than we just kind of just, just figure out what happens next. I don't know. Y'all care about this, Sean, Jordan? Oh, it was, it was
1: good. Nay, sir. It was, it was cool <laughs> listening to it. You know, I mean, yeah. Uh, the Smash Brothers drama. Can't go six months
3: about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's... I mean, it could be worse, Just, considering yeah. what we've read before.
2: Yeah, well, There is the whole Evo of it all, where one reason Smash is not an Evo is Nintendo's like, we're no longer allowing this game to be taking place at EVO because of the, well, rampant misconduct within the FCC community around right. that. So, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Whoa. And Nintendo right. doesn't want to do their own thing they don't, because... They don't,
2: they don't necessarily give a shit about exactly. esports as a company. Yeah. And they'd probably say... They will, they will throw money. small... Competitions. I know the Pokemon Company does a lot of esports like events and things like that. But Nintendo proper is never going to come out with like esports yeah. ready game. Yep. We live in a world where they made three Splatoon's with a heavy competitive mode and have really done nothing in regards to promoting it as a esport event.
0: That's a good point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what's next? What's happening next?
2: Well, uh, our next we have a a duology of uh, video game, film, news, and content. We got two big trailers, both from uh, HBO and, speaking of Nintendo, on the Super Mario trailer. Uh, This is from VGC. This is from, I want to say, yeah, uh, Andy Robinson. They released the second Last of Us trailer. This is very much an actual trailer and not a teaser. It pretty much gives you uh, the rundown if you don't know what Last of Us is about. Hey, here's Last of Us. Uh, Here's the plot of the thing. We get more Bella Ramsey talking, and she does a fantastic job of embodying Ellie. We got more Pedro Pascal in it doing his, I'm just going to do Joel, which is fantastic. Uh, (laughs) The big question mark I had with the series was, okay, where is the cutoff mark on this series going to be? At what point are they going to try and HBO this and try and turn it into a marketable, like, long-term franchise? And this trailer pretty much indicates that they're telling all of up until the end of the game in the show, which I think is really good with a lot of little expanded things, which are interesting. There is a new uh, seems to be subplot with a native American group in the middle of this trailer that has no bearing in the game. That's brand new content. Uh, there oh, seems to be, uh, they they talked about adding new content Neil Druckmann, who's work, working on the show has talked about, they're going to add content they wanted to do for last of us, but couldn't put in there for various reasons. Uh, there's a sequence with a bloater at the end of the trailer. And if you remember the game, a bloater doesn't show up till you're in Bill's town for the first time and it mm-hmm, doesn't get that marked in the sequence. So we're, that's clearly a change to it. Uh, they also... Wasn't was that,
0: the, that in the, uh, the, the gym?
2: Yeah, in the gym is the first yeah. time you see a bloater. Okay. And then they don't really get big like bloater sequences later. Like They're just kind of enemies in the world that make certain sequences a lot tougher. Like I remember one, there should be one when you're dealing with the uh, uh, looters in the city, there's one in like an underground section where you need a, a gym thing. I think there's another couple in like, not gym, uh, in, uh, in an underground sequence with a building, or, uh, with a generator, there we go. There's a
0: generator, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's a, there is, I think, one or two in like a college dorm. And then I know there's like a couple of them in a big tunnel as you're getting to the final sequence of the game. That's as far as I can remember. Looter appearances, are clearly mixing, masking, uh those six in there. Troy Baker and uh, Assey Johnson have been both said to be in the show, playing roles. And this is a big ass spoiler. Uh, Troy Baker is playing a character who I forget his name, but he was the villain David's uh, uh, sidekick from the games. So he's playing a named last of Us character. Uh character. Mm. So he's playing a cannibal. And then Ashley Johnson in a sequence that I don't think they should have put in this trailer. She's clearly playing Ellie's mother because it's Ashley Johnson holding an infant child. Uh, so we're all, yeah. we as a community are just inferring that's Ellie's mother. So there's that. Ellie's mother didn't really have any bearing in the actual narrative beyond her relationship with Marlene and why Marlene cares about Ellie to begin with. But it seems to me they may be going in a route to explore more content in that manner. And then, like, I was talking about how I didn't know where they were going to do the show earlier before they released the trailer, because this is all they're doing. This, they're doing this all at a Brazilian CinemaCon right now. There's a lot of big pop culture stuff being revealed there. And they released a bunch of character Which posters. Which is
0: weird, right? That's That's the first. Because I don't ever re- really remember no, Brazilian.
2: Brazil, like, yeah. As far as I know, pop culture and entertainment, uh, Brazil has been a pretty big scene for a week. Le- I thought I like, remember the last oh. five or six years. So like this, oh, like okay. the Brazilian con isn't new to me. It's just like I wasn't expecting it to be where they reveal this stuff here, especially with Game yeah. Awards, like in a week from now.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and Yeah. But I guess yeah. if you're trying to not if you're trying <laughs> not to get if well in the context if you're trying not to attract gamers and trying to attract normal people that mm-hmm. is the better venue. Uh, That's yeah. a good point. <laughs> okay. So everyone, yeah. uh, how, how did everyone feel about the trailer?
0: So I somehow missed the fact that the trailer was live. So I actually just saw it before the before we recorded this, and it it looks really good. It looks it looks like Last of Us, and it looks. Scary, not scary, and like oh my god, spooky, but like scary in how well Last of Us translate into a on-screen property like this. Yeah, and yeah, and then even at the end that uh, what everybody's we talking about with the the bloater like coming up like that was a really cool scene. Like I'm, I'll be interested to see what that looks like in the actual show, but like the little cut they show is like it's really cool. It's like oh, this is like a boss fight that's about to happen. And it's like oh, interesting, interesting.
3: I'm just excited that we're getting it so soon.
0: Yeah,
1: I think the last one is, is going to fill the void that's going to be left by um, the Walking Dead. Now that's it's coming, Walking Dead's coming to an end. And my dad, mm. who has it's no agency, is Walking
2: and, Dead coming to an end? <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> well, I mean, actually no. Not, so they're I'm doing not, like a Daryl and the... There's many spinoffs, but my dad, yeah. who has no agency towards like that video game type stuff, as a mm. good amount of the market is for the most part in terms of viewers. Um, If you're looking for a zombie, you know, we're going to have a pretty good HBO zombie for you. you And I think that we are also in a interesting point in video game and multimedia space, to which, you know, like how beholden is the TV property to the video game property? Because what we just went through was Halo and Halo was very decisive. I thought it was fine, but, you know, there's a whole bunch of division in Halo. But we've seen so many periods throughout the last 20 years of video games being in movies and television shows and it not landing. But as of recent, it feels that producers and directors and writers are starting to understand, like, you know, they're you make it your own. You want to borrow, but not emulate too much. And also you want to do a good job too. Because if you don't yeah. do a good job, you want to get, you know, hit up from all sides. So I'm I'm fairly excited. I think we're in the in the borderline golden era of multimedia video game stuff. That's what I, so, I mean, that.
0: Is this, is it, is it possible that Last of Us will be the best video game adaptation
2: into a TV show? No, because Arcane exists. Oh yeah, okay. Mm. I one. But I think Last of Us is the only one I've, oh, actually ignoring Arcane, Last of Us is the only live action video game property that I've seen like production and trailers on and never had any question my doubt that this is going to be at least a good show. Like every other show I've ever looked at, I've been excited because oh man, I'm a fan of this property and look at the cool things they're bringing out. But it's always been a question of is this going to work? Like Jordan was talking about how Halo was fine, I fucking hated Halo, and a lot of and a, lot, <laughs> a lot of this divisiveness comes from I think to his point about how do we adapt the thing? Do we just do it one for one, or do we try and do something new? And I think the the issue with video game adaptations is what audience are you making this for? Are you making it right. for? The video game audience, or you're making it for people who don't care about the game, and most people yeah. have not figured that out. With Last That's of Us, point. games like Last of Us are such strong story games that yeah. you don't need to do much to change anything. If that makes sense,
0: yeah. you like to adapt it to TV.
2: Yeah, you can you can adapt it one for one and expand it to a television medium and still retain the same like uh, feel and world of the story. There's like it's easier translation with a thing like Halo. Halo suffered from the fact that the story of Halo is an afterthought of the games. The world of Halo isn't, but the actual narrative of the games when you're playing them is sort of an afterthought to get you to more challenging look, uh, fighting encounters. So when they had to adapt that, they're like, All right, we gotta do something. And then Halo is also guilty of having a faithless, emotionless protagonist. So, like, we also have to try to do something with Chief. And as a result, they created a character who I guess you can call him Master Chief. Yeah. But doesn't feel like the Master Chief that most people encounter. So you immediately get until video games. Until, until the very very end. This, well, it's, it, none of these guys aren't going to watch Halo. But <laughs> <they're> like, they <laughs> What have do you a, mean a, me? You get their uh, no, I'm not <laughs> yeah, you get a character who doesn't feel like Chief, but then you get to traditional people, and they're like, "Oh, this just feels like okay sci-fi." And we're, we're in a golden era of television where you can't just be okay and live off your laurels unless you hit a zeitgeist, if that makes sense. And like, yeah. it, it's, it's, it, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I, the last thing I want to say before we jump to the next thing would be, after this, I will, I think it'd be interesting to have a conversation about what could happen with uh, the Horizon show and, and the, oh, the speculative God, God War We show. can have this conversation yeah. now.
2: I have no faith <laughs> in either of those properties. The yeah. actually I have a little faith in the Amazon property because I know if Amazon's yeah. committed to something, they are willing to give it a bag so at least it looks fantastic. And that if God might... war
0: looks like uh rings of power, like
2: yeah, if, if they can okay. get it to at least 75% of rings of power, I'll be yeah. fine about it. Horizon, I have no faith in Netflix doing a big robot dinosaur story. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, gonna be yeah.
0: a very small robot dinosaur story.
2: <laughs> no, you're gonna get maybe a minute or two of CGI <laughs> robot dinosaurs that they can figure out, but it's mostly gonna be Aloy and the continuation of brown people in bad (laughs) uh, bad cosplay armor talking to each other in the same set over and over and over again. Fun time. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Right. Upsetting. (laughs) So, what's not upsetting, Avery?
2: (laughs) Oh, the next. I brought this from the Hollywood Reporter. The Super Mario Brothers second trailer reveals first look at Princess Peach, Naki Kong. This is from Carly Thomas. So, also, we got the Nintendo Super Mario Brothers trailer. And in the same vein of how I felt about Last of Us, this is how I feel about a big budget animated version of uh, a video game property. This movie yeah. from a narrative standpoint could possibly be bad. Like it's a strong chance, but I look at this movie and I'm like, they get the assignment when it comes to Super Mario Brothers and trying to adapt this into a world. And I love the entire vibe of this trailer. Uh, the trailer gives you context of Mario and Luigi are people from a New Donk City kind of world. Uh, Mushroom Kingdom in itself is a separate world altogether. It's a fish-out-of-water story. There's a big deviation of narrative in that this is the game where you're rescuing Luigi, and Princess Peach is a capable woman who doesn't seem to be uh, any damsel uh, in distress. In
0: in and the internet hates it.
2: I, yeah. without being misogynistic, I can understand, in the context of, narratively, Mario as a character in everyone's perception of him, versus narratively, Princess Peach and the possession of her, and how the trailer really portrays Mario as a bumbling fish out of water. And yeah. up until uh, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt narratively before I judge it, but I, I don't want to watch this movie about, oh, oh, Mario sucks and he doesn't suck till the very end. So I'm mm-hmm. waiting, giving them the benefit of the doubt on doing that narratively. Uh, they also clarified some cosmology about the Mushroom Kingdom, in that this is a movie that's had to adapt the Mushroom Kingdom and yeah. what that means and did a good job. This isn't. Like, I'm going to throw another shade to another property. This isn't like, I watched the Sonic trailers and like, man, (laughs) decisions were made. Like Sonic, the Sonic movies are good to okay movies. But if you're a Sonic (laughs) fan, it's like, why, why is this even a Sonic movie? (laughs) Why is this even a Sonic movie? (laughs) But then, First was
0: Halo, down
2: Sonic. Nah, I'm just I mean, I I think I think both are better. Well, no, I think Sonic One and Sonic Two are better than they ever deserved to be. But fucking, if you I, I I don't know. How to call myself a Sonic fan. It's like they tried to do the least amount of Sonic that they could to make those movies, which is yeah. why which is in thing with this Mario's Like we're not ashamed of this. There's gonna be a world where there's fucking toad people goombas all that it's like they're doing the assignment in terms of being an origin to the mario world and conflating all of that and then not just being an origin to the mario world being an origin through i guess nintendo's shared universal properties in that there's some smash brothers there's some mario kart there's like donkey kong there's like the original donkey kong and stuff in there like they're like donkey kong no i'm sorry donkey kong 64 and stuff in there like they're doing everything they can which is my only knock against this trailer is that they may be doing too much, and we'll see how all of that works together in concert with their Mario plot going forward. But yeah, I'm. Yeah. this is a really fantastic trailer.
0: Yeah, like, I, I'm all on the same lines as you, Avery, and I also agree, like, at the end of the trailer, I was just like, wow, this is a lot of stuff that they showed in this one trailer, and I absolutely loved it. Like, the, uh, what, the fire flower the field of fire flowers and when peach grabbed the fire and her like her outfit changed i was like yes like that is so dope but yeah like at the same time there's a lot happening here and the hope is it all works together in the movie very good or very well so yeah i'm i'm excited for that and i'm I'm definitely gonna see it i showed Shereen the trailer and she was less impressed and i was like how dare you I don't, i'm not even that big of a mark you're a big Mar- you're a bigger mario person than me like
2: what what's wrong and okay so that is, is the point about mario and what they have to do because everyone knows about mario as a character but this is a deep dive on every aspect of the mario lore and does the wider non-video game audience give a shit about like that one level from mario world which is what this movie sort of selling it's on so you get that weird disconnect of oh this is cool but like i don't care about any of this
0: right or even rainbow road
2: yeah you got me seeing a rainbow road going like Oh, this is dope. But you're like, yeah. like if you haven't played any of the Mario Karts, you're like, okay, cool. This is woke. That's yeah, true. Right. <laughs> this
1: it. is woke. Um, from a gamer perspective, I did chuckle when I'm here with this orchestratic Mario thing at the yeah. end of it. I was like, that's funny.
2: Also, like, yeah. this is an unpopular opinion. I really like Chris Pratt's Mario voice. Let's it go. Yeah.
0: It it didn't it didn't bother me. Like, I mean, it doesn't bother me because I don't really think of Mario as a character that's really had a voice. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, he has a voice, but he's not really, like, he's not feeding you lines throughout the game. Like, he's just jumping and, and, and stomping on heads. Like, that's kind of the thing that he does. He throws a hat sometimes.
2: They're running into sense. the same issue that the Halo production has. We have to turn Mario into a character, so we sort of need an actor to do this. The only thing is, Halo tried to be trail, hmm. Halo went the more traditional storytelling route while Nintendo's giving sort of a carte blanche because they have never really defined who Mario was, so this is... Right. I guess an easier thing for them to do.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, he's a doctor actually,
3: slash plumber slash driver slash artist slash
2: you know, just
1: entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur.
0: Carpenter.
3: <laughs> it, it, it's, it's
1: literally it's literally Mario LLC. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> All the services.
0: Ah, uh, that's true. All right. Uh, well, before we get into more Nintendo news about Pokemon, hey listener. How you doing? You enjoy this conversation? Wonderful. We we are glad that you are here listening to us talk. Okay. So do us another thing. Can you hit that like button? Cause we know you're watching this. So just hit that like button and then subscribe to the channel because we need your subscription. Actually, we got two more subscriptions. I, I don't, I don't have the names on me. I need to pull that up, but, uh, there, yeah, they're there. We appreciate you guys for uh, joining us and listening to us and being part of our journey to, uh, you know, rule the world or something like that. Um, Oh, I didn't even finish the things that you should do with the the YouTube video. So, uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and then hit the notification bell. That last part is very important, so make sure you do that. Uh, And then if you're listening to us and you're not watching us, for one, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, For two, leave us a review then. Just leave us a review. Pause the podcast you're listening to and just leave us a review. That's all you got to do. And then unpause it, because that'd be weird if you just left it, pause, and continue with your life. yeah, that's about it. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Again, we need your subscriptions. We need your likes because it will keep us breathing on the internet. Alright, uh, Avery, what's happening?
2: Okay, so we had a conversation last week about Nintendo in regards to how they would be dealing with the bad performance of Pokemon, and we both came at it from two sides, but like, Is this so unacceptable they're going to have to do something, and I'm like, it's a Nintendo, they're not going to do much of anything. So this is a story from John Walker, uh, not the MCU John Walker, the, the got John Walker that works at Kotaku. Uh, Nintendo finally acknowledges the buggy mess of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So this was first gonna be me coming in being like, oh, Mia Copa. I'm sorry, I Nijia was right about this entire matter. So and then I read the thing and I'm like, wait, this doesn't really say anything. Right. There, so we got a big patch 1.10, which seems to fix some actual like competitive interaction uh, bugs in the game but doesn't- Very seem to,
0: minor, it's very minor for like the grand scheme of Pokemon players.
2: Which, which is, and then I, if yeah. my, my big thing, and this is why I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not eating crow and being wrong, is that if you look at the, the patch notes, they're non-existent. They don't tell you what they're fixing, uh, what this means, whether they're going to keep doing this in the future, or whether they're just going to wait for, like, DLC updates to add minor tweaks every once in a while, and not fix this game with the fundamental needs it actually legitimately needs. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so The bugs is literally saying, an issue has been fixed that caused the music not to play correctly during the battles with the Elite Four and a top champion in the Victory Road path. A musical yeah. bug is what they chose.
0: So that bug fix sheet screams of a company who is not familiar with doing stuff like this. And it's just kind of like, that's the thing that we fixed guys. Like that's it. And it, it definitely feels like this is a first for them. And I don't, I don't think this is going to be the last patch that we get before. I don't know. I'll say until before March or whatever. Like, I, I think that, nintendo is going to be on pokemon companies but with this because like nintendo is very much so about the quality of their like first party games and i consider yeah. pokemon a first party game even though it's like a weird like pokemon company game freak Nintendo partnership
1: thing.
0: yeah yeah but like it's still you know pokemon is exclusive to nintendo so it, it's still like a first party thing and I, I feel like this is a start like nintendo doesn't usually do something like this especially for pokemon like they never had to do this for like sword and shield even though sword and shield had their issues so this feels like not the last patch we're going to get for pokemon scarlet and violet so
2: i agree that this isn't going to be the last patch for pokemon scarlet and violet however i fundamentally think the state of this game is going to be semi the same by the time the next pokemon game comes out I think the Pokemon Company as a group is going to focus on DLC for this game if they plan to do it because we saw DLC for Sword and Shield, and they're going to be focusing on whatever the next mainline Pokemon game is. I think this game, to Sean's point about last week, sold about sold way too much. Like, see,
0: like that's okay. So I'm just I going to interrupt you because that, I think that's one thing that I don't see the the connection between the game selling well and the company like, oh, the game's fine. Like the game is not fine. Nintendo knows the game is not fine. The game sold well because a majority of the audience don't care about reviews. That's my well, that's my That's,
2: that's why I'm talking yeah. about. When, I, when I bring up the sales. I'm talking about the majority of the audience. Like this isn't a game where we're getting oh this game is fundamental. This is a cyberpunk situation where people are screaming at the, right, the, yeah. the, the silos that this game is broken and we want our money back. This is a situation where people are like oh this game is broken. We're fine with it.
0: I don't know if I don't know if we're fine with it though. I, I think the game. I think, I think if 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 Nintendo never said anything. Yeah. I could believe the thing like, oh, they're fine with it." But Nintendo's like, "Hey, look, we are aware of the performance issues. Will the performance issues get fixed?" I, I don't know. I don't even think Game Freak is capable of doing that level of like fixing for their games. Like, I, I just because this is their pseudo like second big uh, open world game kind of thing like mm-hmm. you have to you have to build up the staff to even support games like this and just to see how this launch and like the performance issues that are happening it is it definitely screams like you guys definitely are missing like a good chunk of people to
2: actually be i to. think if we're talking about nintendo proper this is an organization who shipped a game with a game breaking bug and then when the game sold, they're like, "We're not going to fix the bug. <laughs> just send us your copy, and we'll patch in oh, your save." You talking about Super
0: Metroid or whatever? Yeah. or Metroid Prime. Patch
2: in your save, and we'll just keep it moving. I think in a game. with oh, wait. Oh,
0: wait! 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 Wasn't that that was GameCube, right? Yeah.
2: Did they like, didn't really have internet though? Game, the GameCube had internet.
0: They did, yeah. Uh it did yeah, okay. Yeah, it was in that
2: generation. Yeah, it was in that generation where they they could do that. Uh, to that other point is when they're selling more copies of the game and they know it's a game breaking bug, they didn't fix those other copies. They just, we're not going to print any fixed copies. We're going to move on. And anyone who's going to have, who's going to see this bug just send in your, your save file and we're going to patch it around that. I think very much, like, I don't think they have the track record to be like fixing this game and making it 100% stable is, is something that they traditionally handle. Like yeah, I, 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 I would be shocked. Like, this is not even saying you're wrong. This is me being, I would be fucking shocked if yeah. in a month we got, hey, guys, here's Pokemon Company, Switch Snap. here's a list of bugs we just fixed <laughs> that we're pumping out, guys. Well, I see yes. what's most likely is, hey, we're updating the Pokedex with X, Y, and Z. Also, minor stability, things like that. They're not, like, not going to talk about these bugs if they're going to fix them in any way, shape, or form.
0: I... I don't think we're going I don't, I don't think game freak is going to fix the game to the point where it's like 90% of the stuff is like fixed yeah. and it's working. I, I think it's going to be like 70% of the stuff is like fine. And 70% of the stuff is just minor bugs. And the, the person that is 10 feet behind you, you might be able to see them for a little longer before they blink out of existence. Like, I, I think that's the, into my mind, that's the bar. I think they're, going to try to hit just for the fact that this is Nintendo and they don't have the experience with bug fixes as you were saying about Metroid Prime like yeah like you know they're not great with this so that's been kind of my thought process think, and like
2: yeah you, it, were, it were, you were right that they were going to acknowledge it for the level of what it, it is I still don't think that we're going to get like the, especially with the way this read and the way they're addressing the, the bugs and patches and the one mm. that they chose to focus on that they're really interested in being holistic in this game's lifespan beyond yeah. what they can actually update to the game itself. Like I said, if they're going to release patches to this game, it's going to be bundled in like DLC and, or more Pokemon being added to its already limited decks.
0: Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, um, that has been the gaming news for this week. Uh, now, Before we jump into what we've been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. It's us. ASMR. Mm -hmm. Hey there, have you been enjoying this episode? You have? Great. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, then do us a favor and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're using. If you're watching this, then like the video, subscribe to our channel and hit the bell so you won't miss out on any of our future videos. Check out pressxnumber2start.com to find information about us, the podcast, links to all of our social media channels, and to join our Discord. Thanks so much. We appreciate your support. Now, back to the podcast. And we are back. Now it is time for us to talk about what we have been playing. Avery and Sean. You guys have been in a protocol of sorts. Hmm. Uh, the Callisto protocol. So what's happening in that game? Avery, you want to go first? No.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, no.
3: <laughs> of all the games of all time, this is surely one of them. Um the combat is so fucking deliberate; it is frustrating. This isn't like I'm. I'm gonna say the combat is unfair at times. They haven't built in a way necessarily to. Uh, so I, I don't know.
1: You, you, a, you don't feel like you have a chance, so you're just getting jumped.
3: You're just getting jumped at times. Um, and there's I'm no way
0: to, to crowd control.
3: Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think. I, I, Elden Ring and Souls games have like a block button, right? Or like. They have, yes. This You have a shield or you can have like a dodge roll kind of this thing. Simply you just hold back you hold back or you hold down like it's a fucking fighting game. The uh, issue is, is focus for one-on-one combat to a fault. You could be dealing with a biophage whatever the fuck you want to call them, one-on-one and there will be one 10 degrees to your left and you can only focus on dodging or blocking the one that's in front of you. And I don't think there's a focus on enemy button, right, Uh,
2: Avery? No, there is no there's no lock on in this game. The game auto locks you into an animation when you get close to an enemy.
3: Yeah. So um, at first I thought it was kind of easy because, you know, when, when an enemy runs up on you one on one, you can literally just hold left or right. It seems to not matter. You will dodge the enemy. Mm-hmm. And then they'll never attack in the same direction twice. So It's literally hold to the left, hold to the right, you know. And there's no timing window. Just do it before it connects. It says. Right. Um, that was fine until uh. All right, like they have this one enemy that spits like acid at you, or or I don't know what the hell those things are that are spitting, but I believe it's called a spitter. Yes,
2: sir!
3: Ooh. Of course <laughs> um, so i'm I'm fighting another enemy, and this thing is What's spitting that? off in the distance. There's no way for you to counteract this as this, you know, <laughs> So you, you can't, can't you can't dodge the spit because you're too far from the person.
2: there is no dodge button in this in this game. there's
3: no dodge button. you you literally just shift yourself to the side and shift,
2: so you have to slow walk around projectiles being sent at you,
3: yeah, you doce do to the left, right. you do see do to the right. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out, I'm not sure if this was
2: deliberate design or just an slight
3: to, according oversight.
2: According to developer conversations about this game, every decision about this game's design is deliberate. They made all of these choices. This, I don't feel like are good choices.
3: I mean, it's it's an enjoyable game to a point, but uh, you should never make your players feel like they have absolutely
1: no control. Like, yeah. I don't well, Just, wait. In in those experiences, do you feel scared in any way? No, scared. Okay. No, I don't. I lost lost its intent. Then there are times
3: where yes, you could make better choices in the game. I think like uh when you when they first uh hurl a bunch of monsters at you, like Avery, I, I see you're past me. Um, I think th- they're not gonna play the game. So whatever. Right before you uh get to the the shoe, the shu uh whatever the hell is, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. There's there's a moment, uh, DJ and Jordan, where they have you flinging enemies because you get some type of telekinesis, you know, whatever. Like the grip, right? Oh, yes, okay. which oh. is that.
2: Sorry, oh <laughs> Like I, 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 I want, I want Sean to finish before I start talking about this game. <laughs> oh
3: my God! You can grab something, and the littlest thing will make you drop it. Like if you bump into something accidentally, you you know, it's a weak telekinesis grip. And focus, the, like yeah, and this section in. that I'm in. I want to say they send waves of enemies at you, which is fine. I don't know. It's highly frustrating, the design choices they made. These weren't good, deliberate choices. I understand they're trying to make this game work together. They're trying to make it difficult, intense. And I feel like it falls apart in some spaces to where I'm sure you can memorize what's coming and kind of, you know,
0: work from memory kind
3: of thing work from memory you shouldn't have to do that you should be able to work with your reflexes and resources on the spot
0: <laughs> they don't give you that i feel so one of the uh i guess bigger things they've talked about is like the deaths and the the environmental kills you can do and and even like your character dying like are you using the environment in that way or is it just like is that even a thing that's like oh this is noticeable like this All thing is right, like, supposed to use the- the,
3: the 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 scenario that I was describing earlier there was environmental hazards you know spinning shit that could crush up things they intended shit. for you to throw the monsters in there but you can only do it maybe one or two times before the shit runs out it does not regenerate as fast as it probably should for the amount of for, like for the what they were trying the, yes the yes the grip
0: oh okay okay okay
3: for, for that section to be focused on the grip I don't think any any reasonable person would come across enough currency to upgrade the grip to either have more battery life or whatever. Yeah. In, in that moment that they send, I want to say about four to five waves of enemies, I think it's two, then it's another two, you know, upgraded monsters and three or four and then another, two, like, it's it's frustrating. But I mean, it is what it is. I am still enjoying it to a point and I'm working my way through it, but Some of these design choices, I don't want to say are objectively not good, but it's somewhere along those lines. Yeah, I never felt, (laughs) I never felt when playing Dead Space that the shit was unfair. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, that's something Um, to to say. Like you've played Dead Space, so like you're aware of. Yeah, I've played Dead Space one, two, and three.
3: Yeah. I almost like all right in Dead Space, you can take off limbs and shit to slow the enemy down. I feel like shooting the enemy does. It's a, it's
0: basically a stun gun to give you and more time has, to swing your fucking baton. This has that the mutation thing, right? Where the, the tentacles and stuff pop out of the enemies, right? Is this this? Or is not this this all
3: space? of them. Um, okay. I mean, at least I'm not that far. Avery may have seen more shit, but at least in Dead Space, you take off a limb, you've kind of, you know, the enemy has to attack you differently. You shoot off the head in this, and it's like nothing fucking changed. Yeah. Which I don't mind, but they're like bullets sponge. They're spongy. Yeah. But Avery. Your take, please. Let me know yeah. if I'm wrong or I'm playing it wrong.
2: You're not wrong. Uh, I'm just gonna come out and say this game is not good. This okay. is a bad. This is a bad video game. Shout out to Glenn and the team. I I get the vision. It's just yeah. the implementation on everything from the top down is bad. I think the game looks fantastic. It has a great sense of atmosphere. I'm gonna yeah. sing it for the. It rooftop. looks fucking gorgeous. Like, it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, the sound design in this game is fantastic. Like I'm a naturally tense person, like I easily get fucked up with jump scares. Like I can't go five feet in this game, hear random sound, and be like, all right, it's about to pop off, but it's not <laughs> because they're just fucking with you with the sound the sound design. That's fantastic. The game looks fantastic. Cool. On PS5 with the ray tracing, it looks good, yeah. whatever. I think the game is fundamentally bad in terms of it is a survival horror game. So there's design choices that make sense for a survival horror game. I think one of the things Sean was complaining about early on was the inventory space. And I'm like, that's perfectly fine. It's a survival horror game. It's like the, the key of a survival horror games is taking away... Limited player, resources. It's not limited resources. It's taking away pay, player agency so you feel like every situation is bad. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if, if you're playing a Resident Evil game and they give you a machine gun and give you infinite bullets, there's no fear into any situation in regards to encounters. Yeah. It's an action game at this point. The problem with this game is that it wants to be a survival horror game. It also wants to be an action game and neither one works well. We're talking about the combat, the way combat works and dodging is Sean has already explained it. You, you learn left and right in the stick. That is not a good system. First of all, it doesn't sound like a
0: good system. No, at all. It
2: is not a good system. Like straight up, uh, not even with the multiple enemy situation. It's just like from a pure, like reactionary standpoint, like, gauging where the enemy is going to swing what distance you have to swing uh like who's going to hit first and the thing none of those things read well or properly it doesn't matter if you dodge perfectly. sometimes you just get hit it doesn't matter if you swing first sometimes you will also still get hit in the animation like it's comment is super frustrating like i will tell you that like so wait, wait I real quick
0: re- uh, uh, just like it just dawned on me like when you say hold back, essentially you're holding down on the analog stick, right?
2: Block you hold back on the analog stick to dodge. Yeah. You just need to be the stick you're supposed to move on. Like I said, the yeah. game locks you into an animation when an enemy is close. You have to hold that in a direction, either direction. That is, yeah. What? So if you're walking straight and an enemy oh, comes at you, your first instinct, more often than not, in a combat situation, isn't to like. I don't. I don't think that's intuitive.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, like you, you wouldn't be like, okay, let me not move the stick at all, and then like go left or right. Like, that is, I'm I'm confused by that being a choice for combat.
2: Uh, so I will tell you, my, I guess, Sean, I'm furthering you into this game, but it's a it's a decision of whether I'm actually going to beat this game because mm-hmm. day one it came out, I started playing it, and I rage quit after about two and a half, not even two and an hour, an hour and a half, because I got to one area where I had to fight one enemy over and over and over and over, and over again, there's like a, like, uh, when you're hiding from the, like that robot, there's like a section that's like off to the side, which you don't need to go down. But, I like,
3: to go down there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But there's like a, a box there that you go down and it will trigger three or four enemies coming at you at once. I think I that's know what you're... One, another issue with this game is it's checkpointing is fucking bad. Like, yeah. If I fail that mission, I start back way back earlier in the game with low health, and like have to repeat everything I did to get to that one part uh, so a, like a lot of I,
3: this shit is deliberate for no reason why do I have to kneel down and take a 10 second animation to heal myself why am I kneeling to inject myself
2: in the neck
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just like, it's just, I, you gotta so touch like, grass right? so I died like I want to say four to five times in a mm-hmm. row and I just Ooh. like I fucking hate this game like I'm not like
0: and then you have to like traverse all the way back to that place
2: just repeat to die. this uh, over and over and over again and my thing about this game is like uh, God of War made this apparent to me, like when I'm not having fun playing a game, any and all values the game has just disappears. So there might be a level of hyperbole of me calling it bad in regards to my own subjective taste. But I do think a lot of the decisions in this game are bad and I don't have fun playing this game. So after I got to that section, I'm like, bet I'm not having fun. Let me look at the accessibility options. Okay, they have X, Y, and Z accessibility. Let me turn these on, see if they make the experience better. They don't. It's still bad. Like, I'm still not having fun doing this. So I just fucking dropped that bitch down to easy, and I've just been uh, walking my way through this game because it's not fun. (laughs) I will say that the game gets better mechanically, especially at a lower difficulty, when you get guns and you get the armor. And you can craft ammunition, and enemies it's easier to take down enemies from a distance, which is what I wanted from this experience. Like, I still cannot fathom the decision of, let's make a dead space, but instead of just making a dead space like, let's make a dead space, but we want to be different, so let's make it a melee dead space. I just still don't I still don't understand
3: yeah. that
2: decision making to go on. That yeah. the ideal way to take down enemies is close range. In a survival horror game where enemies sometimes also get like unblockable, like jumping lunges attack that you really can't do much about.
0: And you can't dodge roll or anything. No. No. There's, no, there's no movement in this game.
2: You move as slow as Isaac Clark, but the thing with Isaac Clark is he has like 15 guns to keep enemies from getting close to you.
3: And Isaac Clark also has a dodge roll.
2: He, I think he gets one later uh, in the game. He doesn't have one in the early Dead Space.
3: Okay, part two he did. And, um,. Bruh. My complaint about the inventory space, not necessarily that you only get six spaces, and that includes health, bullets, and the items that you need to sell to upgrade your weapons. Mm. That, that's my issue.
2: In the veins of it being a survival horror, I think uh-huh. that's absolutely fine. Like, I think, I think, it, I think it's fine. It's, it's just one of those things where it makes resource management and understanding, and it gives you that this decision of do I pick up X or do I drop this? Like at a certain point of the game, I'm I'm getting bullets on bullets. And I got to a point where like, do I drop bullets for this thing? I know I can sell for a large amount of money, but will I be able to get to the next kiosk without these bullets? And that creates that, that thing I think works in regard to its survival horror tension. It's just the combat itself doesn't.
3: Fortunately, the shit that you drop stays on the floor for you to pick back up. I think I got to a box. I was low on health. There was health in the box, but all my inventory was full, so I think I dropped bullets to heal myself
0: and then pick back up the bullets. But Oh. Man, this that is... took twenty seconds to do it in total. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> oh God. So the story, that it is just, whatever. Horrible.
2: I don't think the story, but... I don't I don't think the story is interesting in any way, shape, or form. I think it's very generic sci-fi. I think the yeah. acting is for the most part, good. There are certain characters who feel like they're in a completely different piece of fiction where it's just like, who? why are you acting like this in here? This doesn't make any sense. What about uh,
0: sense. the boy's Kimiko? How is she?
2: I mean, she's fine. I mean, okay. yeah. She, she's, oh, is that who that is? Yeah, she's yeah. fine.
0: Okay.
3: You're great.
2: And the setup
3: is so fucking corny.
2: <laughs> Dude, like, the, no, like, like the, the first five, ten minutes of this game don't make any sense or not paced in any way that I think is like conducive to storytelling. I mean, they like could have just started game. him in there and just exactly. gave the us a backstory. The just started with you in the prison. It didn't need a, <laughs> oh, you crashing on the planet, you getting inducted into the prison. You he crashed, the- and they're like, ah, uh, fuck it, take him too. Like, wait, I'm going so to We don't
1: care. He was so blown. Yeah, I saw that. Like, they got the, the criminal. I'm, I'm
2: further into the game, and like, I still cannot fathom why their decision was, oh, let's just take these people. Like, at the point of the game, I'm like, knowing what I know about the narrative, why does this why does the point of this story happen? We're
1: a prison. Our, our that, that could have been a
3: backstory as to how he got there. That didn't have to be playable, but yeah, it is what it is.
2: It is what the fog. fuck it is. This is a bad game. <laughs> I'm gonna finish right. it. I'm curious
3: to see where it goes. This, but... this is a
2: game that's so bad that I, I don't like having value conversations about video games, but this is a game that's so bad, I just like, even if this was free on the service, I wouldn't play it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i can see that
0: uh y- y- y'all right. go ahead y'all go ahead we done took it over yeah that's fine it worries uh, well that was the callisto protocol uh on better news jordan what you've been playing
1: <laughs> i have been playing a game that i am enjoying um which is the unbound it is the most recent game to come out from EA. not
0: underground but unbound
1: Unbound, and you know, they, they were trying to, you know, skirt in a little underground, but there's already been a remake to Underground that came out in 2015. That shit was terrible, and there has been a large gulch in quality of Nevispeed games ever since I would say Nevispeed Happy Suit came out in 2012, which was remastered and re released in 2020, which is also a great game. But Nevispeed Unbound makes me feel old as shit. I feel so uncool personally playing it because everyone is young and they have all these cool outfits and all this lingo. These Zoomers, literally, you have rivals. I am the point uh, zero percent of the uh, standard deviation. I'm I'm the the outer quartile in terms of age, being a thirty year old, just old elder uh, yeah. in that universe. But basically. This is a follow-up to New Street Heat, which came out back in 2019. It was fairly well-received, but not as well-received as Unbound. But we could feel that New Street was going in the right direction because one thing they decided to do finally was take out those microtransactions. And that was what was holding back many other New Street games, including um, Payback and some other fucking spin off stuff like that. We just want to have fun and build our cars and race them. That's all they needed to do. And they did add New Street Heat. And they're doing that again in New City Unbound. And not only are they improving the visuals on Unbound, because New City Heat was very harsh on the eyes, the contrast is all over the place. This game looks really good. It truly does look good. Now, in terms of the story, it is kind of a rags to riches style story to which, you know, um, you and your best friend or working in this auto shop with you know like this old school like oh i back in my days we used to drive celicas when they were new and shit like that like you you have the old old man (laughs) but it's you know what i'm passionate about this story because your friend yasmin your 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 best friend she knocks over the shop she literally steals all the cars including the one that you two made together the one that you two named I named that car Selena because that was my the name of my car in real life. They oh. She took Selena and I'm going to get it back from her. Oh, but she taunts no. you because she, she shows to every meet and just stares you the fuck down. I'm like, Yasmin, I'm, I'm coming with my car, Yasmin. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, in terms of, like, racing video games, this actually has a pretty fun and engaging story and a good amount of personality. I remember when this game was an alpha, and a lot of what we were seeing, people were kind of worried about the visual effects of the Nas and, you know, the 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 more stylized, cartoony, um, shell-stated yeah. clouds coming off your car. It actually does very well in terms of this game's I, presentation.
0: I absolutely love it. Like, this was... Because when uh, when the rumors uh, broke about this game and, and like, I, I think specifically uh, Jeff Grubb podcast, they're talking about it. And they were talking about it in a way of, like, oh, this don't seem like it's going to work. It doesn't sound yeah, great on yeah, paper. And, like, they, in my mind, I'm like, work. no, this is exactly <laughs> what I want. Like, this is this sounds really, really cool. And then, like, to see it, like, come out and look this way and, like, the cars look so good. And, like, the animation is, like, you yeah. know, my brain is firing on all cylinders. I absolutely love this. I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it sets it aside a little bit from the original one because a lot, like, I was a part of the same contingent. I mean, I follow a lot of racing games in general, but need for Speed does have a special place in my heart, and I was a part of that contingent that was going, well, is this going to work? Like, what are you trying to do here? Because I like the photo, the quote-unquote photorealism of um, need for Speed Heat, and I was like, fine, just make another, like, need for Speed Heat too. we don't need this extra shit involved. But they decided to add a little bit more texture and flair to it that you know, is gonna make it more memorable. Now we'll see what the next game looks like. But what I will say, you know, I have experience in racing games, so I'm able to understand feel-wise what type of driving I'm dealing with here. You do have some driving that's gonna be fairly um, one-to-one in terms of what actual driving feels, be it a Gran Turismo or a um, Forza Motorsport. But then you have some of these games that want to opt out for a more arcadey feel. And that is what Need for Speed Unbound is going for at the same way for Heat in majority of Need for Speed games, to which you don't have to really worry about oversteer too much or understeer. Um, like, okay. uh, what's that? Um, it's, it's called TCS, like, like track control or something like that, which is a system built in most, well, ABS is in most cars, but those types of traction qualities you don't have to worry about in arcade mm. games. I'll tell you what, man, the cops in this game do not fuck around. The cops are mad at you for being cool At at he level five. I've never been caught by the cops yet. Very surprising. Yeah, very surprising. I I haven't been caught, but like, you know, like my my girlfriend, she was sitting next to me and like, I, I would be chased by cops for a full 20 minutes. Like they are relentless and whoa, you have to really, you know, get a little bit the razzle dazzle in terms of evading them. Because like I think level five is is fucking straight up Ford F one fifty Raptors, which are very fast trucks. Yeah. That just like like you you need to either have a truck yourself because you're not gonna survive in you know your little fucking you know like uh, 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 Nissan Honda Accord. DGC, yeah, <laughs> Honda Accord. You're gonna Seven. die. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm 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 truly enjoying this game. Um if if you do not play that many racing games, you may get frustrated. I don't get frustrated myself because I just I I, I get this. But the drifting mechanics in this game is different, mm-hmm. to which there's three different styles of drifting. One is oversteer, one is understeer, and one is handbrake. And I think a lot okay. of people are gonna have that issue with drifting because of those subsystems that they haven't explained to you. Like you okay. like I, I know about the e-brake drift. I know about the yeah. understeer drift. A lot of people don't know about that. And, okay. um, the
0: yeah, one thing I think of handbrake as well,
1: yeah, yeah, like, um, and uh, a final thing, uh, this game's physics are pretty wonky at times, to which hmm. you people like people might get a little bit frustrated, like, you have to kind of have to feng shui the physics to to suit your needs, and um, yeah, no, I'm I'm truly enjoying Oh, and uh, what was It wasn't Travis. Aesop Rocky is in this game. Yeah, yeah, he's in And his, yeah. yeah, like like you basically like he's just there to just present himself as like, hey, you look cool, guy. He sees he's so encouraging, Aesop Rocky. <laughs> he's like, wow, that was a very cool drift. I like what I saw there, kid. Keep it up. I'm like, oh thank you, Aesop Rocky. <laughs> I really needed to hear that. that it was such a long, tough day. Aesop Rocky encouraged my video game playing. Oh, so if they can implement yeah. more rap stars into our video games to encourage us, I'd be for that. Hey, man. but yeah, hey, no, new i Speed ground unbound is is a, a really good racing game. Um, I don't think it's going to make the game worse because it's too late, but yeah. it is uh, one of the best racing games to get this fall.
0: OK, and then um, I think in the chat you had mentioned uh, Need for Speed being like Dark Souls in a, in a weird way.
1: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, dude, I'm and And, and usually he, they did introduce this new function where daytime and nighttime is, you know, um, the the way the way it worked is during the daytime it would be a little bit safer. Police officers are less interested in you know trying to chase you down. But in the nighttime is when you know you would have to worry about your heat level. And if you do survive tonight, you get a multiplier in terms of cashing, experience, and all that. But for Unbound, is different. Cops are mad all the time. Cops are mad during the day and cops are mad during the night. And your heat level, of course, determines their level of aggressiveness. But one thing I I'm kind of saddened at is there's not a multiplier. Mm. Like if you get to level five, you're not getting a multiplier on your base income. If if, if you were caught by the cops, whatever you made that day or that night is taken away.
3: Fuck so you like
1: restart it over again. You know, like it, it, wow. it can be, it can be pretty, the high, the, the stakes are pretty high. Cause there are yeah. there were times where they had like hundred thousand dollars in a trunk. I'm like, I can't get caught, man. Like Y'all got to kill oh my me. Gosh. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jordan had bricks
1: in a trunk. Had to pop the trunk. But um yeah, yeah, no, like this game is is very fun. It it's in terms of need for speeds, which I've like my need for speed history started back on Windows 97 with Hopper Suit 3. Like, this is a Ooh. very good need for speed title. Okay, that's what's that.
3: Cool Let's play oh, the original God. PlayStation Man.
1: That's probably <laughs> Suit. That's probably one of Hoppersuit say they came on PlayStation. No, no, no. Hot Pursuit.
0: The first need for speed the on PlayStation. Straight up Need for one. Speed PlayStation yes. man? Oh, yes. man. <laughs> I played, I had speed. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, Jordan, what else have you been uh, playing?
1: A game I'm playing, I talked about it last week, so I'm not going to be too long about it, but I think I gave it too much of a harsh review because I had to play more of it. The problem was I was playing Mafia Definitive Edition as if it was a Grand Theft Auto game. It's not, it's a very <laughs> linear single player <laughs> game. <laughs> and it's just, it's literally section to section that happens to be in the open world. And the story is pretty good. The performances are great. And um it does make sense for a gangster in the nineteen thirties to not have tactical skills, just waving their gun around like a crazy person that has like borderline polio and not knowing how to shoot. Like it made oh, sense that they were like like that. I mean, in terms of core gameplay, um, it can be difficult at times. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 shooting like and cover system. But it's not egregious, and I got used to it. And because the game is $20 right now, if you have, like, a random weekend, you're looking for a non-Grand Theft Auto game, but kind of, or a Godfather game, like, basically, this is a Godfather game, I would say check this out. Just just a Godfather, non-Grand Theft Auto, you know, like, Mafia story. And this game does it very well. Okay
0: cool 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 um and then i am last up i will make this quick i am talking about two things number one god of War ragnarok i have not beaten the game yet um as i said you know last podcast i'm playing it on the um not the medium difficulty but like one difficulty higher than that and i have reached a point where the game has like hey sir you do get your ass beat <laughs> i i <laughs> I have just been getting rolled by like, not all the enemies, but like the bigger enemies. It's just like, okay, okay, I, I get this, I get this. Yes, I am playing on the hard difficulty. I just got to give myself a little bit of a breather and just know that I'm, I'm gonna fight this guy. You know, three or four times, five or six. You're
1: playing times. on give me uh, was it give
0: me a challenge? Is that what it is? No, uh, I'm playing on okay. give like give me no mercy or something like that. I don't know. There's like five different difficulty settings for the game, so I'm somewhere in in the the upper echelon. Um even that being said, even the fact that I am getting rolled in some of the harder battles, I am absolutely loving the combat in this game. I've gotten more adjusted with the different moves you can do in, you know, while you're fighting and stuff and it's to the point where I would love for and i don't even know how this would work this is just me just like thinking in my brain like man i just love this so much i would love for them to make like a multiplayer like combat experience using this uh like this 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 fighting mechanics you would get wrecked I, I, probably probably but like <laughs> that like that would be something that i would enjoy so much because i love how this game plays and just thinking of okay how can I juggle them into a, a, a flame whip with the, the R2 like yeah. Stomp thing? Yeah, like I, I love just like kind of putting together like the different moves and like doing a combo. And this game is just providing that for me. And it's just it's been such a great time. I don't know why I'm going to beat this game because it is really just beating my ass, but I'm enjoying it. So that's that's I mean, a positive.
1: We're trying, we're trying to get a review down,
0: man. Marcus is a lot farther than me, so
1: once he does adventure? It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> although I will say, I will say, I reached my first Berserker, and it, there's definitely, uh, there was definitely a question of like do I just turn this difficulty down and just kind of just go through this game? But no, nah, I beat, Berserker I
1: beat just him. gave like a cup full of Bifrost. like, hey, have some. <laughs> <day."> <laughs> mm, delicious. Oh, man, oh, wait till boy. you get to the more
0: difficult ones. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's God of War. The last game I want to talk about very quickly, it is Pokemon Violet. Um, I am continuously playing that game, I'm continuously having a good time, and I have reached a section in the game where i was obviously in the wrong hood because my pokemon are around 30 between 34 and 36 and i was like i i'm I'm doing pretty well i'm doing pretty well and i fought this ostrich that was a 38 and ostrich was like you you flying with the wrong colors boy and i'm like hey (laughs) i just want to capture you and and be done with my life and the thing was like no I'm going to capture you and you're going to be my slave.
1: <laughs> and
2: I was like,
1: "Wait a minute. He right, be my you, ass. You you went to the neighborhood of like auto Pokemon, ski mask on
0: <laughs> Yo, he one-shot my main and I'm like, "We don't my main's not weak to psychic. Yeah. It's not weak to psychic. He just he was just that strong. I I love this game. I love the At game.
1: Air Force energy Air Force Air Force bill. Air Force <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, she was like do you see my shoes they're black they're black you know what that means <laughs> but yeah um, I'm having a great time with that game I um, I don't know when I'm going to beat it I don't know uh, yeah we'll see as we talked about earlier than the show about the bugs and stuff I really haven't had too much issue with this new patch that's fixed like four things uh, maybe those are the four things that need to be fixed on my game because it you know it's fine. I haven't had any crashes, so that's good. Um, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. We'll have uh, we'll have more talk about next week. I think maybe we'll see. Anyways, that has been what we've been playing, and that has been our show of Press X as our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to like the video. Please subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell. Don't forget. Two, leave us a great review because we'd greatly appreciate it. And, you know, just, just, just do us a solid because we need your support. And your support will keep our legs from being real wobbly to less wobbly. So do that. Uh, if you missed any of the stuff we talked about, you can find all of our podcasts and more on our website at pressxnumber 2 startcom um, You, be safe. You have a great day. You watch the Game Awards. Because we're going to watch the Game Awards. And we're going to react to it. And you're going to... Are we going to react to it? We'll we'll probably react to it. We're going to react to it. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And you be safe and you play some games. Take care. Have a good day.